Welcome to the very first Farm to Fire mini episode. I'm Ash, a certified tobacconist and cigar connoisseur, and I'm here to share knowledge on the art of tobacco, from the planting of the seed all the way to the experience of smoking. Join me for a smoke while learning the full cigar sommelier teachings and tips. Today we're talking about Nicotiana tobacco, or as they call it, cultivated tobacco. Archaeologists consider the likely age for the Nicotiana tobacco plant is 6,000 to 10,000 years old. Nicotiana tobacco, before demonized in the 20th century, played a very important role in first indigenous American cultures and then throughout the world. Still today, the industrial scale cultivation of Nicotiana tobacco and its varieties contributes greatly to the economy of many tobacco producing countries. The Nicotiana tobacco plant was born in South America, located between Bolivia, Paraguay, and Peru, and then the ancestors of the tobacco are believed to come from the Adian Highlands. Within the Nicotiana species, there are two general classifications for tobacco, which is light and dark. The varietal families of tobacco, like Burley, Oriental, and Virginia, which are all light, are used for cigarettes and pipe tobaccos. The dark tobaccos for cigars are varietal families Corojo or Criollo. Each of these families have a unique seed strain. They have been hybridized and distilled into other varietals. Although the Criollo and the Corojo are the original varietals still being grown. Dark tobacco farmers, AKA cigar makers, often experiment with seed varietals and hybridize their own seed strains, which makes for countless strains in each family. Growing tobacco is less like traditional agricultural like growing potatoes and more like artisanal horticulture like breeding and raising orchids the time labor and capital are intellectually intensive now let's talk a bit about wrappers famous wrapper leaves include broadleaf cameroon aka central africa connecticut corojo and sumatra which most are named after the place they were popularized, though can be grown in different countries and produce different results. For instance, a Connecticut grown in Ecuador is Ecuador in Connecticut, and Sumatra grown in Ecuador is Ecuador in Sumatra. You get it. And Cuban Corojo will produce a different result than Nicaraguan Corojo, so they deserve the different names. Filler tobaccos have many descendants, but are referred to by their family names like Criollo, Olor Dominicano, Piloto Cubano. Due to the different and specific microclimates, Cuban Criollo will be different from Honduran Criollo. Over time, seed strains and plants grown in a particular region will begin to take on more distinctive characteristics. Although all of these varietals originated in Cuba, they're given new names when they begin to distinguish themselves in a new region. Fun fact, cigar manufacturers and marketers do not have to follow any guidelines when declaring and naming the varietals as they grow or the leaves that go into the cigar. So it could be a big secret what certain blends are. Message me on Instagram if any of you know any of 
cigars that don't give you the wrapper binder filler info. I'd like to try to find it and smoke it and guess the secret. <laughs> okay, now let's dig a little more into Corojo and Criollo. Their descendants are in most premium cigars made today. And quick tip about premium cigars, luxury tobacco is tobacco products that are created by master craftsmen utilizing premium quality tobacco and intended to be enjoyed while savoring your time. Luxury and premium tobaccos are not used out of habit or addiction, and they're not humanized or commoditized. So, the Criollo. You have the top of the plant, which is called Ligero. The top kind of middle of the plant is the Seco. The bottom middle is the Capote. And the bottom of the plant is the Velado. Criollo is grown under direct sunlight to amplify the variety and intensity of taste and aroma. This plant produces six to seven pairs of leaves and is primed in pairs. The Ligero leaves are the strongest and fuller flavored due to the direct sunlight. Capote and Velado will be more subtle in flavor, and the Capote is used for binder, and the Seco and Velado are used for the filler. Now, outside of Cuba, the Criollo variety tobacco plant leaves are generally classified from top to bottom as Corona, Ligero, Viso, Seco, and Velado. The Corojo has a few more sections than that. Okay, so starting at the top of the plant, you have the Coronas, then the Entregordo, then Centrofino, then Centro Ligero, and onto the Unta, Unta y Medallo, and then ending at the bottom of the plant with the Libra de Pie. It's named after its birthplace, San Santa Ines del Coriojo in the Vuelta Abajo region of Cuba and was the premier wrapper for Cuban cigars until the 1990s. The Corojo is primarily shade grown under wrappers and produces eight to nine pairs of leaves and is primed in pairs. And it's praised for its dark brown, AKA Colorado color, uniformity, and the thin veins. A quick tip before we move on to the art and science of curing, in addition to the wrapper and binder leaf, premium cigars can contain another three to six distinct filler leaves. And actually wrapper and binder use half a plant of leaf, while fillers use partial leaves. Now let's chat a little bit about the art and science of air curing. We'll start with the air curing process, which is the process of drying tobacco while hauling the maturation process and fixing the sugars in the leaf. Air curing is an artistic and artisanal process where the cigar maker must listen to the tobacco. They have to monitor the smells, color, temperature, humidity, and weather, then make the appropriate adjustments to optimize the tobacco's potential. Curing is the process of drying tobacco while halting the maturation process, fixing sugars in the leaf, and releasing chlorophyll. Air curing is a clean and natural process used to cure dark tobacco leaves that will be used for cigars. That prepares the leaves for the next step, which is fermentation. 
During air curing, leaves are tied in pairs, hung on lathes, and placed high up in a curing or air drying barn for about 50 days. In these curing barns, usually they usually face east to west for optimal air circulation. And traditionally, the curing barns are made of wood framing with walls and roofs made of palm leaves. These structures are still common. Newer curing barns can be made with more modern materials such as wood sheets or metal. These structures usually have an array of doors and vents on all sides and varying heights to manage the temperature and air circulation. After air curing, leaves are tied into bunches of approximately five leaves called gavilas. Wrapper leaves that can stay in the gavila bundle through the fermentation and the añahamento stages. Fermentation is like a natural, slow cooking process where the tobacco heats up under the pressure of its own weight and moisture. Fermentation is the organic process that accounts for the majority of change and distinction in cigar tobaccos. Carefully controlling the temperature cycles and tobacco humidity allows the tobacco to slowly expel or to sweat out the ammonia and impurities in the leaves. Meanwhile, the taste and aroma qualities of the tobacco begin to develop. Unlike alcohol fermentation, tobacco fermentation doesn't produce any new side effects. Instead, it purifies the leaf and allows the taste and aroma characteristics to express themselves. And due to the unpredictability of new raw material, there's no pure scientific way to control fermentation and achieve a desired taste for a specific result. Fermentation is a part art, part science, and natural wonder where it's where artistry and intuition of the cigar maker will be tested the most. The Cuban two-stage fermentation method is during the first fermentation, the leaves are moistened and laid in one to three foot tall piles called pilones. When the temperature reaches about 95 degrees Fahrenheit, the pilones are unraveled and redistributed. This is done because the center of the pilonis will always be hotter and the outer leaves have to be rotated inward. This process repeats for about 30 days. Note that leaf sorting will actually occur before and after each fermentation. They're organized by six types, texture, progress, and color. The second fermentation that involves piling the tobacco into burrows about four to six feet tall. It'll last about 60 days and reach a maximum temperature of 108 degrees Fahrenheit. The same systematic unraveling and redistribution will occur over the course of this fermentation. The greatest danger during this vigorous process, which can happen very quickly within a couple of degrees, is overheating the leaf and exhausting its qualities. Originally, the Cuban Cahiba brand was touted as undergoing a third fermentation at lower than usual temperatures, but in reality the third fermentation may just be a form of añahamento or the maturing and aging process. 
So the length of fermentation varies among different types of tobaccos. Heavier leaves like the Ligero will take longer and possibly ferment at higher temperatures. Ultimately, fermentation will expel most of the ammonia and impurities from good tobacco and develop the taste and aroma potential. Fermentation can't make bad tobacco good, but it can ruin good tobacco. Maduro, in its most limited sense, the term Maduro can simply refer to a blackish color of a wrapper leaf. A leaf can end up darker if it comes from a late priming or stalk cut plant, but a true Maduro cigar will have a wrapper that has undergone longer and more intense higher temperature fermentation. This enhanced fermentation releases the natural sugars in a leaf and yields a natural sweetness. In addition, the extra fermentation will round out the spices in the leaf and make it a richer flavor. Añajamento, also known as aging, is the very slow temperature and climate-controlled process of organic decomposition. It's not nearly as intense as fermentation, but it's critical to the refinement of great tobaccos. Tobacco Anya Ahimento occurs in small batches after fermentation that can last for years until the leaves are rolled into the cigar. While filler and binder leaves are usually wrapped in sackcloth bundles, wrapper leaves can receive extra care and wrapped in terricios, which is a palm bark bale. Cigar añajamento starts after the cigar is rolled and ends when the cigar is smoked. It is possible to skip the añajamento and roll a cigar when the leaves have stabilized after fermentation. However, the cigar will de develop and age differently. Very, very interesting stuff. Or maybe i'm just a major tobacco nerd and you guys thought it was really lame but i hope you enjoyed it that's the little sneak peek on what the farm to fire episodes are going to be like and stay tuned for next week in the ashes exclusive podcast only we're going to dig into cigar growing regions i'll talk to you soon